Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. All right, let's uh, talk some gambling, get you some cash in the pocket, win some Super Bowl bets. It's uh, it's that day, the Super Bowl on Sunday. Doug Kazarian always has the inside scoop, and it's in his town. Who would have ever thought that? Doug is brought to you by your local Chicagoland Toyota Dealer Association. Toyota Let's Go Places. I was at the auto show yesterday. They've got themselves a hell of a display. I was on the simulator. Have you ever been in a, uh, a car simulator? I have not. It was a truck simulator when you're riding in one of those off-roads. It was one of the Tacoma simulators. Pretty you were cool. Four-wheeling? It was four-wheeling. Yeah. It was quite cool. Um, so check it out, uh, the Toyota display today. Doug is host of the Wager Watch with Doug Kazarian on OnlyPlayers.com. Doug, uh, how has your experience been in Vegas for Super Bowl week? It's surreal, man. Having lived here first, moving here in 2005, to see how far the city has come in so many ways, really to the outside world in terms of regarding it as a real city. You know, back then there was the branding of of commercials. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Just, you know, pushing the narrative of being a debauchery capital. Obviously, we host events. Everyone knows that. But just the gradual acceptance across all corporations and normalcy, it's come a long way, and it's really great to see. So to see, you know, back in the day, the Vegas.com and Vegas commercials weren't even allowed during the Super Bowl broadcast. Right. And here we are with an NFL team and now the actual game. So they've been pushed to the boulder, up the mountain, and here we are at the top of the Super Bowl here. Has the city handled it well, Doug? Or, I mean, is, is it? Oh, do you feel like the, the town is too congested, or has it all worked out quite well? They can do this in their sleep. Let's okay. say <laughs> it was destined for another city, and like with a week to go, something happened with that They could have still done something. it. And they move. Yeah, we we do this like nine times a year, right? It's like New Year's Eve, free cleaning, and everything's done by six a.m. I mean, it's just like ready to rock the next day. You would never know the, the strip was packed with people and no cars. And this is an event town. They ha- they already have the hotel infrastructure. They already it already is a three shift town. It already has the restaurants. It already has you know the different things for different you know folks, different strokes for different folks, and it, it can do this anytime, right? They they already do it. For bowl games, uh, uh, conference tournaments, and in in, in NCAA basketball, it, it does it. So that was never the issue. The issue was maybe like in the 07 NBA All Star Game where there was trouble and things like that. But all the leagues have sort of gotten buttoned up anyway since then. And obviously the iPhones come along and things like that. So I think it's going to be fine. Everything goes off without a hitch. So far, so good. But um, you know, like you said, there is like the airport's probably a little bit more packed than normal. I know the private. Plane airport has overbooked, oh. and they opened up another hangar, things like that. But other than that, Ooh, thank goodness, because um, we're flying in on Sunday morning. Good, yeah, you're gonna gas up the bird and yeah. uh, fly in. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> no, the answer to that is no. It's not happening. <laughs> we literally have a bird. Yeah, we, right. I mean, like it's a. Parrot. I can shoot it to you if you want, and maybe take a picture of it and send it to you. But that's it. <laughs> uh, you guys. You guys, you guys are a man of the people, but we know, we know the hoity-toity life you live. 
Doug, I, I've seen, tell me if this has changed at all, or maybe I'm getting my information wrong, but I've seen the majority of the like really big bets have been placed on the 49ers by the, by the, uh, the Sharps. Is that correct? Correct. Correct. Well, Billy Walters came into Radio Road two days ago, or maybe yesterday morning, and he announced that he had a huge bet on the Chiefs. But he's the only one that I know. It's mostly, remember, but this is what it is. It's mostly math guys who shape the market, the syndicate groups, the computer groups. And this game is all about comparing what you saw recently, which is the Chiefs playing really well in the postseason, versus the larger sample size of the entire body of work. For example, if this game took place a month ago, the Niners would be about three and a half, four-point favorites on a neutral field. So the guys who are mathing, you know, large body of work, larger sample size, blah, 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 they think there's line value on San Francisco under three at two, two and a half, right, at one and a half, things like that. It's merely just they're modeling the projections. They don't allow two games to shape their data. They use the whole season. But other people would argue, and myself included, that the playoffs are played differently. Not only are the Chiefs kind of always getting everyone's best shot in the regular season and it's a marathon, not a sprint, blah, blah, blah. I do think they're more focused in the playoffs. But also the game is officiated differently. Waddle, you know this. Less holding calls, things like that. And maybe that suits the Chiefs better. It's, it's a tight, you know, it's just, it's just played differently with more intensity. So I think you should weigh the postseason games more heavily. Now, by how much? And you can't disregard. It's just a tough thing to do to kind of like use data from like the Chiefs road win in, in Vegas as like a nine point favorite and try to like fit it into this like coin flip game. It, it's just yeah. really hard because, you know, Patrick Mahomes is such the ultimate, you know, difference maker. What do you think about the total? I lean under as long as we don't have the disaster of the turf like we did last year. But all my reporting and sources here say they've taken extreme measures to avoid that nonsense. Because I think last year it was a shootout because the pass rush couldn't get any footing and and the defenders couldn't get any footing. So it was just everybody was flipping and sliding. So as long as it's a normal turf, I think we'll, we'll shade under. But it is the lowest total it's been in eight years of a Super Bowl. All the other previous seven have been higher than the current number of 47 and a half. Is there a matchup in this game, Doug, that you look at that you believe could be the deciding factor? I think it's Purdy. I mean, right? He's sort of wet the bed in every big game, at least the first half or so. Like, he struggled early against the Lions, struggled early against the Packers. And this is the guy who got away with dropped interceptions, right? I mean, he throws the ball sometimes under pressure and his arm gets hit. And then the last big game he had in the regular season was the Ravens game on Monday night where he had four picks. So... I think the pressure, and it's okay. He's young in his career, and he's played great over the course of the regular season, but he has struggled, at least early. Uh, I think it's pretty. I I really do. Because both coaches are going to have the right plays, and they're playmakers, and Mahomes is going to do Mahomes things and all that. I I think Purdy has such a wide range of how well he can play that I think that will determine sort of this coin flip game. And and, and so what what are some of the plays novelty props or, oh, yeah. or or regular props? What are the ones that you're focused on that you could just kind of take us through? Be our tour guide, and what are some okay. of the bets that you like? Yeah, I'm locked and loaded. Get this. So I did all my research. I screenshotted it and sent it to my uh, betting partner, and he goes, Gary, your number one prop is my number one prop. So out of all the thousands of props, we had the wow. same one, and it's Purdy's First completion under 10 and a half yards. So what this does, 
just by comparison, Mahomes is eight and a half, and I like Mahomes under eight and a half as well. So they use the stats from the regular season on these, right? And actually, Mahomes was had the lowest air yardage of passes, not Purdy. We all think Purdy throws around the line of scrimmage and like Debo Hitch or whatever. No, it's actually Mahomes has the shortest air yardage of all starting quarterbacks this season. So that's why his, his prop is eight and a half. But my point is, if you go look at Super Bowl history, the coaches, the play callers want to settle the nerves, right? Mm-hmm. They want, they're not going to, the last thing they want to do is go three and out. So you want to get your quarterback an easy completion early. So the yak obviously is an X factor, right? So that's a concern. I mean, you can throw it to Debo and Debo does, you know, runs for 12 yards. But I think we're going to see an easy completion for both quarterbacks. I think Pacheco's going to get one out of the backfield or like, you know, just a nice, nice wide receiver bubble screen, things like that. I just think that it's kind of like a, a shooter wanting to see the layup, see the, see the ball go through the net. And it's, it's the, it's the Super Bowl factor. And that's why you can't use regular season stats. That's the, that's the edge here. The Super Bowl stage pressure, you know, it's, it's the thing we say, hey, it's, 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 this is their Super Bowl. This is, you know, it's like, this is my Super Bowl. Super, nothing's bigger than the Super Bowl. So they don't want nerves to play a role, so they want to get each QB to settle in. So I really like Birdie, especially because what I was mentioning earlier, he has shown that he's a little shaky in these big games. The moment can be a little big for him in the first quarter. So I think Shanahan's going to really want him to get settled. And 10 and a half is a big number. I like that. Okay. What else he okay, got? Along- yeah, along the same lines, Purdy, first quarter passing yards, under 54 and a half. This is a draft tease. So basically, obviously, it's ideal. The Chiefs get the kick, opening kickoff and drive the field in like a nine-minute drive. But just in general, I think it's going to be a lot of like another way you settle them down, hand the ball to McCaffrey, right? So I think they're going to – and and another reason for the, the passing to the, to the hitches and stuff, you want to slow down the edges with Bosa – and Chris Jones. So you don't want these guys going vertical. You want to make them go horizontal and stretch the field to quick throws. Don't let them get, you know, salivating or like a dog with a bone and get them, get a lick on the quarterback early. So I just think it's going to be a lot of running at them north and south to the side. So 54 and a half feels like a big number for the first quarter. So I like that. Moving along, um, I, I think it's crazy, but I like McCaffrey 23 to 1 to have the most receiving yards in the game. So that's at FanDuel. DraftKings is 18-1. Basically, there's no, like, monster receiver in this game, right? There's no Devontae Adams. There's no absolute workhorse stud who's going to get, like, nine balls and, you know, whatever. So McCaffrey in some games has had 70-plus, and that could easily lead the, league, lead, lead the game in, in receiving, right? Rasheed Rice is, like, the, the, guy, the highest prop, I think, for KC. I um, mean, Kelsey's only, like, 60 and change. And then you have Ayuk. You know, so both teams spread it out and have a running back that can run. So the way this San Francisco offense is really dynamic is they use all their weapons. So like Debo in the backfield, McCaffrey split out wide, and then screen pass. Like he had a monster screen, a 40-yard touchdown screen pass against the Vikings on Monday night midseason. So, and, and all hands on deck. So I think there's going to be high usage of McCaffrey. They're not, they're not going to pace him for like you know 20 carries because there's no next week. This is the last game. They're going to run him into the ground, so to speak. So you can catch hitches. You can do screen passes. They can put him out wide. He runs good routes. So 23 to 1. I think it should be like 5 to 1. So I just think there's great value on that. And then I have some other random props. <laughs> so, the, so the Niners kicker is like awesome in terms of yardage. So both kickers have played in indoor controlled stadiums. Like the Chiefs have played obviously here at Allegiant because the Raiders are in their division. Then they played at Arizona and they both played Minnesota, I believe, this year. The punting has been just super long. So over 57 and a half for the longest punt of San Francisco. 
And the guy's a monster. So I think he's going to be in the 60s, like 62, 61 kind of thing. So I like that bet. And then <laughs> I also like no punt touchback in the game. So the, the total number of punts should no, be around seven. No touchbacks from my punt as a result of a punt. Right, so minus 150-ish. So basically there should be seven or eight punts. And these guys are elite, elite punters. And around midfield, these teams, like, they're not the most aggressive. They're not Dan Campbell, but they're willing to go for it in plus territory, these coaches. And it's just these guys are so good. Now, you could say the adrenaline of the Super Bowl, may, they may kick, you know, a little bit more ump or have, have trouble hitting the, 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 the half, you know, the half pitching wedge, right? It might be tough. I think they're experienced enough. They've played an altitude. They've been here all week as opposed to, during the regular season when you only travel on like a Friday or Saturday, they've been here all week. So they're adjusted to the altitude. And obviously the punter of, of Casey's been here before the Niners, you know, these, these guys are not like rookies. Like they know what they're doing now. The, the, you know, the kicking game, it's a little shaky. They've hit the upright, things like that. But I think the punters are total studs. So I, I, I do like the no touchback. And it gives you a little action on, you know, kind of every, every drive almost, so to speak. I got to say, that's the best definition of being a professional at this. You're talking about punter bets. I'm looking at Pacheco over 67 and a half rush yards over here. Like, you're digging deep to yes, find the good stuff. they all stuff. pay the same. Exactly. And that's literally the name of the segment. It pays the same. Yeah. Oh, I love that's it. That's my name of my segment on my show. I love it. And then and I do all my kicker props. Yep. That's awesome. That's fantastic. I, I, look, am I silly to think that this game will be more focused on running the football than throwing it? Because if you look for a weakness on either side with these teams, it has been trying to stop the, the running game. If you look at the 49ers, they struggled against the Packers and against the Lions defensively to stop the run. Totally agree. I think Detroit really hurt themselves by abandoning the run game. They could have gone to it yeah. even when they were tied or whatever. They were running. They were Packers especially. The Packers really blew it because they were, you know, they should have had like seven more carries or something like that. They were gashing them. And then, you know, the Chiefs, obviously, the pass, the pass defense is really strong and, and you can run on them as well. And also it's double-edged. You can bleed clock, keep the other team off the field. And I do think we're going to have long drives, which is why you asked me earlier that I lean at least lean to the under because I do think it's going to be time-consuming kind of drives. Like I don't think they have like huge big play strikes. That's interesting. Yeah. Oh, do you have any any inside information Ooh. on like Gatorade color or like I think the anthem thing is off the board at least oh, on DraftKings because I think some people were uh, tweeting out that her rehearsal time was low. Yeah, my uh, my usual guy who do, who's like money with the with the national anthem did not have any info this year. I think it's because of what you said. So. No, 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 an anthem, no free money for the anthem this year. But the Gatorade, I swear, honestly, it's been leaked and it's like always wrong. Like, oh. so, like, you also have, especially, it's better in the year where there's like a seven point favorite. You kind of have a better chance to like who's going to win. But here it's such a coin flip game. You like either, I think teams have different Gatorades. So, you know, not only do you have to pick the right Gatorade flavor, but you also have to pick the right team if you even know anything. So it's a little trickier. So, you can't, you know, sometimes these, these gifts don't keep on giving, right? You got to, like, it's a one-year thing or it's an off year for the Gatorade. You just kind of have to let the bets come to you. You can't force it. So I think I've literally won money on the National Anthem, like, five straight years or something. And this year I had no money. So it, it stinks, but you can't force it either. Are you a guy that plays the coin flip? I do not. You I do not. Okay. But I applaud DraftKings and any other book that doesn't charge juice. I like plus 100. I mean, yes. the fact that uh, anyone charges juice is, well, I guess if they're going to bet it, they're going to bet it. But I, I think, 
you bet the coin toss that there's no other props, but because we have so many others, I just, and like you said, you know, you dive deep in these, you think you have a little bit of an edge. I think it's just silly. I mean, I, I just, there's no, there's no money to be made on the coin flip. There was a bonus bet that I got, and I just put it on the coin flip just, yeah. just for fun, you yeah. know, just to, sure. just to make sure. it interesting. Well, who's going to argue with a bonus bet, right? Right. right. Yeah. Nobody. Uh, I take it, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting the dots here, following the breadcrumbs. You are going to play the, the Chiefs on the money line, is my guess. So that's a good question. So 22 times in Super Bowl history, when the point spreads four or less, the point spread has not mattered. So the underdog wins outright half the time, 11 of those 22. So obviously, you know, just the winning, the winning team. And then the other 11, when the favorite won, they won by more than four. So, yeah, I mean, if you're going to take the Chiefs, I don't think the plus two is really going to come into play. Now, of course, famous last words. but <laughs> And there's some books that have Mahomes MVP as high as 155. So I think instead of Chiefs money line plus 110, if you can get plus 150 and Mahomes you know, MVP, then I think that's worth you know the potential of Chiefs winning and like Kelsey winning MVP or something like that. So I think I think Mahomes MVP around between 135 and higher is worth it more than the plus two. That's are, how I would assess it. Are you someone that looks at the past like I? Somebody was telling me that the last time a running back won the MVP of this game was Terrell Davis, and it was before the 2000s. Does, well, does, I think a large part is because the way the NFL has shifted to the passing right. game, right? And also like. That one game that was really close. I mean, they've all been close since like the '90s or whatever. But that, you know, the the the, the Bengals Rams. Aaron Donald was monster on that drive, but most of the votes were already in for just like media purposes. Right. right. So the cup had already got. So like, you kind of have to think of it on the fly. But to your point about running back or whatnot, tight ends never won it. So maybe Kelsey. I mean, my point is, it's really hard. The quarterback gets deference, but not quite like league MVP. League MVP, it's always quarterback. But of the last 15, 10 have been quarterbacks. So it's not, you know, it's not as high as league MVP, but it's, it's up there. And because running backs typically have not been as um, showcased as maybe McCaffrey is in this year's game, I would say the kind of the past performance or past results do not impact this team because McCaffrey is such a big part okay. of this team, whereas we haven't, we've seen other teams that don't have like a dominant running back, right? I mean, it's just crazy. Let, let, me, let me put it this way. The team that is favored to win the Super Bowl, their quarterback is not the favorite to win the MVP. In fact, he's plus 230 on a hmm. team that's minus 125. So, or one, like 130. So it's, it's usually like a 10-cent difference or something like that. And this is plus 230. So I just think that the, the Niners are such a unique situation, even though they're favored in the game, the quarterback's plus 230 because of McCaffrey. So I do think McCaffrey is live for sure, and he's in the four-and-a-half to five-to-one range, and that's, that's pretty good in my eyes. So I can't fault anyone for betting McCaffrey. Yeah, that's what I did. Um, any other bets you want to get out there? Um, I, that's about it. I, 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 do, I did bet each team over one-and-a-half, three-and-outs. So, I, again, this goes to what I was saying about early in the game. Teams are rattled. Now, the problem with these, because we see three and outs because, like, a holding call, you know, then it's, like, first and 20. And, you know, um, they're not going to be that many of the penalties. So this has to be, like, shut down, shut them down kind of thing. But look what happened with both offenses. Each second half, they've gone under an 18 of 20 second halves this season. So their offense is not as explosive as we thought it was because, you know, long gone is Tyreek Hill. 
you know, some of the guys drops and whatever. So I think we will have two plus three and outs by each team, but probably not like an edge there. I just think it's like, I think there's like a small percentage edge, right? Like it just my gut tells me that. I have two random questions for you. First of all, how do you consume as a professional? How do you consume the Super Bowl? Do you watch it by yourself? Are you at a party? Whatever Especially you do. Especially when it's in your town. Exactly. And the other yeah. question I have for you, Doug, is, is do you bet the Super Bowl in a multiplying type of way? Like, is this going to be where you put a lot of money down or do you make all of your money leading up to this game? And this is just for you know what's and giggles. Well, it, we treat it like every other game. So I'll probably okay. have a lot more on like the second half NBA total that day. Um, if, if I like it right now, if I love the Super Bowl, like I was heavy on the Rams money line a few years ago. Um, I'm, I, but to your point, the answer your question, I guess the magnitude of the game does not impact the magnitude of the bet. Okay. So if there's an edge, there's an edge. Now, some of these computer groups and things like that, they do take advantage of the higher limit, but you know, I'm not going six figures on anything. Right. So I don't need to chase that. I, I, I don't see – I do really like the Purdy bets. So I'll, I'll, I'm heavy on that. But besides that, like, you know, I'm betting like these are like normal bets. One unit. I mean, i got to think about how much I want to do, half unit, one unit, whatever. But, yeah, the, uh, the magnitude of the game does not impact the magnitude of the bet. you got to treat it like every other – it's all about the bottom line. Now, mm-hmm. I might press a little bit, like have some fun pizza beer bet, pizza and beer money on like the over one and a half, three and a half, and, and have some fun with – you know, I, I, I'm going to bet like each kicker to win – uh, MVP. It's never been a kicker, but these, the odds that are offered right now are like 490 to one on Butcher. Like that's a 0.2 percent. I think there's higher than a 0.2 percent that Butcher wins MVP. So things like that, I will put like, and I FOMO, and I will never forgive myself if I don't bet it in it. So there's a little bit of that. But in terms of consuming, like I've gone to the game, you know, two times already the last handful of years, but. Usually I'll either watch with friends or with my laptop and firing in my home and just, you know, because there's live betting opportunities for sure. It's a, it's a work day. It's business. It's, a, it's a business opportunity for you. This isn't for, you know, what's in giggles. Right, right. But I have appreciated when I've watched it socially. Like, I, I remember watching some of the Final Four or championship game, uh, Kansas, uh, when Kansas won recently over Carolina. Like, I enjoyed being at Circa or whatever it was. So, I have sort of been able to take a step back and, you know, appreciate the have some balance here and there. Yeah. All right. Doug, happy Super Bowl. Enjoy yes. and good luck. I've, I've loaded some of your bets in as as you were Great. speaking. I played the McCaffrey 18 to 1 bet. Why I'm, not? I'm looking for the punter bet option over here. I'm looking to see if I can get a punter. <laughs> it's under, uh, for, for those listening, it's under like defense slash special teams okay. or B slash SD. Gotcha. So okay. Yeah. That's, that's easy off, enough. Hey, I. I guess I'll see you guys Sunday when you gas up the bird and get out of here. You got that right. You, you stand at your place. Us. We only have a parakeet. We have an actual bird. Don't listen to him. We've got a private jet. No, We're we going to stay at your place because we don't have any hotel space. So, Love it. Looking forward to it. All right. See you, Thanks, Doug. Doug. Here's Doug Kazarian. I, I, I would have never, and I know Doug is like a professional, I would have never thought about a punter bet ever. Oh, yeah. I, I heard... Um, uh, who, who who's with Carmen and Yurko's guy again? Uh, Todd, for, Furman? Todd Furman pl- was talking about a punter bat. I do like, though, the over 57 and a half yards on a punt. It was, uh, yes, over 57 and a half on a punt. Yeah. Purdy under 54 and a half in the first quarter. You could tell Doug, Doug's not a big Purdy guy. Well, no, I mean, I understand they're a slow starting team. Yeah. And he wants to get him off to a, 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 a like a, a calm him down a little bit, short passes, lots of running yards. 
I and like and remember, he's closed games well. Uh, he has in the playoffs very well. I that, I think Doug, I think Doug is is not still not. I can just trying to read the tea leaves here. I don't think Doug's a huge believer in Brock Purdy. Mel, are you playing the uh, Butker MVP? I don't know. Why that. not at, at those odds? They put like three bucks down. Two dollars down. I, you know, that's those astronomical odds. You're a Butker guy. No, but see, this is where I disagree because I don't think it's as simple as the odds. It's voted on, right? And the reality is, I. It's really hard to wrap my head around a scenario where five field goals, three of over fifty yards indoors. I, you think that's happening? And it's, you know what? Especially Never the way, know. especially the way coaches go, go for it on now on fourth down, down. That's more what often. I, was I, I can't wrap my head around a kicker winning okay. the MVP. All right, um, coming up next, Waddle's World. More of your phone calls. Aki's A-List. Wilbon's going to join us. 312-332-3776. You made it to the weekend. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Welcome to Waddle's World. Come inside. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Weird. Get weird. Let's get weird. Yeah, why not? Let's get weird. Waddles Roll brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash find us. Remember FDIC, would you like a benign story to start off Waddles World? Or would you like one that kind of makes you say, what the? Yes. Your coffee has poop in it. Oh, no. From where? Do you want, to, do you, do you want me to continue? It, well, well, from where? Yes, this is a, an important public service message. Uh, yeah. Um, folks well, usually over- the people around the office after they've... Never mind. What? Who no, knows? no, I was going to make a joke, but it was probably not going in the right direction, so... I will refrain. No, no, go ahead. Sylvie said, where, where's the poop coming from? And so I was going to say, well, the people well, around the I office... I bet you can guess. Hmm. Where's... Oh, I... Is it from, from people? The water? What? Are we talking about purchased coffee from like a Starbucks or a Dunkin'? The folks over at CNN took time to go through the FDA's list of established standards for foods. A list, it says, is in place to keep food defects at a minimum. Yeah. Okay. So instead of coffee grounds, they're poop grounds? There is a very started with coffee. CNN started with coffee, which it said per FDA regulations is allowed to have an average of 10 milligrams or more per pound of mouse poop. Oh no. And it's going they're going in the grounds? Uh, yes, based on where it's coming from and where it's stored and everywhere else. The site broke down a typical day by breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It really just gets worse from that nice cup of coffee you probably are thinking about not having tomorrow uh the cold hard truth is is you may as well drink up because we've all been eating gross stuff and not knowing it for the majority of our lives like peanut butter what do you mean like peanut well cnn says one or more rodent hairs as well as about 30 insect parts are allowed for about every 3.5 ounces these are FDA regulations. Oh, come on. That's not true. These are FDA it's regulations. Allowed? They are allowed. Well, what kind of regulations are those? Your peanut butter, according to the FDA regulations, is allowed to have one or more rodent hairs, as well as about 30 insect parts per three and a half ounces. So you tell me Skippy 
or one of the peanut butter brands are looking and got they're like, oh, it. it's got, we're good. We're okay. We can leave that in there. Because Apple, we're allowed one. Uh, Apple butter's mentioned as well. You can get up to four rodent hairs for every three and a half ounces. This ain't true. This is, this is, you're, you're being scammed. CNN's report is enough to make you want to have a stiff drink, but guess what? Maybe you'll rethink that. The site noted that if you wanted to make a Bloody Mary, the tomato juice you use could be allowed to have up to four maggots in it, along with a whole bunch of fruit flies. I'm leaving. A 16-ounce bo- box of spaghetti has as many as nine rodent hairs in it per CNN. Maggots? There's no way there are maggots in... Those are, what, flies? Fly eggs? Fly ba- baby flies? Uh, ma- maggots are, yes. They are the kind of, I believe, fly... Drops a uh, you know a, you know it's little larva and then it turns into a maggot. Yeah, I think that's how it works. It's not like a tadpole with a frog, you know how that is. Macaroni's got insect parts. Popcorn's got rodent hair and poop. This is not true. I, I don't believe this. This is this is like Tyler, this Tyler. is. I once I once had a bag of frozen raspberries that I opened had a whole rat tail in it. But that's not allowed because that exceeds the yeah. FDA recommended <laughs> amount of rat tail. Hold on. Yeah. You, we've known you how long and you've never told us this? Yeah. I, I, this, I, I mean, I had to have been. You should own the company. I had to have been like 10 or 12 years old when this what happened. What did your parents do? They, my dad was extremely calm. He was just kind of like, all right, we'll, we'll bring it back and throw that thing on the grill. We'll, 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 get we'll, we'll get some new raspberries. Well, I mean, yeah. I, know, I have not eaten frozen raspberries since that day. What did he, did you like contact the company? No, that, we just brought it back to the grocery store. It wouldn't surprise you, though, that, like, you take I think a, this is probably more common than you think. Yeah, you take a, a rat tail? Yeah. Oh, rat tails seem to be a little bit less common. That's excessive. Yeah. But I would say, like, if you, you know, if you took one of those K-Cups, I won't even say whatever company yeah. you bought the coffee from, and you took it and you popped off the lid and you, you had somebody analyze it, they're telling you that there's a really good chance that there's some mouse poop in there. So far, so good, right? I mean, I don't know. No wonder we keep getting sick. What is the worst thing you've ever found in your food? I found a uh, cockroach in a salad. But you were going to stop there for a second. I, I got a cockroach <laughs> in a salad uh, from a place when I was over at WGN Radio working at night. I opened it up, and not only was it in there, it was still alive. Oh, no. Yeah. They never die. Take line three. Jose okay. and Joliet. Hey, Shelby. How you doing, brother? What's up, Jose? I'm a P1, brother. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you. Hey, I took a class on this, uh, this very subject, and all food companies are allowed to have rodent hairs and incident parks in their food. It's part of life, right, Jose? Yes, as far as um, rodent hair, and uh, it's allowed. It's allowed by the F- FDA. It's totally true. Which not, rodent not hair is, is is more desirable than, than other? I guess none. I wouldn't want anything in my food, to be honest. Uh, but, yeah, just so you guys know, everything has it. So What's the worst careful. thing? What's the worst thing you ever found in your food? A beaver hair. <laughs> 
Yeah, I didn't find one of those in my food, but I found it somewhere else. <laughs> a chinchilla dropping. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's it's true. I used to work for a company that we took a class on it. Yeah. Well done, Jose. Well yeah. done. That's good. good. Job. Well, Dave, well, give Dave, Jose some uh, pizza from Connie's Frozen Pizza on National Pizza Day. T- take the, from, uh, from the beaver hair out of there, yeah. okay? Yeah, hold, hold, the, hold the hair, please. Hold the no, hair. Connie's is up, Ted. They're, they're the best in the world. Hold on. One rodent hair per pie. Dave in uh, Lincoln. Is that Lincoln, Illinois, or Nebraska? Illinois. All right. What, what, do, you what, got, what do you got, Dave? Hey, I... Uh, I drive a truck and I haul commodities into processing plants. And more likely than not, there are going to be signs that say, don't pee here. Or um, you see dead raccoons or dead rats or dead uh, pigeons that are going into the, going into the dump to go, uh, to go into the processing. Dave, has it changed the way you eat? No. You just become numb to it, huh? Well, you know, it gets so diluted, who cares, you know? Well, what if you don't get that heavy dilution for one of those well, meals? Or or the, or the uh, out-of-condition grain and mold that goes in, too. Oh, fantastic. I'm getting ready for my Super Bowl buffet. Well, you know, just would you realize su- that it's there. Would you suggest a liquid diet may be safer? As long as it's beer. Okay. You don't think any of that nasty stuff is in beer? It gets killed. Okay. All right. Dave, I mean, the, I don't the think mice, we feel any the mice have to drink if they fall in the tank. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. There's All Dave. right. All right. My you have mom, a good weekend. Anybody, you too, you Dave. too, Dave. Anybody else want to contribute My to this My mom just texted me. She remembers this yeah. and says the customer service, when we brought it back, they weren't even phased. Like oh, that's is, yeah, that's a rat tail. We get those yep, all the time. Yep. Did they offer your Throw mom that in the rat tail new? pile, boys? Did, did, did the Nothing? grocery store not a big gift card? I don't know. I'll, I'll, they I'll have to They should have bought her. you like a new television or something. At least new TV. Yeah. Ah, oh, here's some new frozen well, you, raspberry. Listen, you asked. you. I asked you and you told me uh, yeah, what you wanted. Well, uh, yeah, this is, that's the essence of Waddle's world. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think the like the worst thing that we have found. I don't like I don't. I don't think it's anything crazy. Never found like a mouse in anything. No, no, no. Again, I think the I think the cockroach is the thing that uh, we've had plenty. Alive. Yeah, plenty of bugs like in salad bags and stuff. Plenty of bugs. Yeah, I'm not like by a regular bug or a fly. Would you be? What if you found like a maggot in something? Yeah, that would yeah. that would That'd bum you out. I remember like one summer when our look at the uh, size of the maggots on that meat. We had some maggot issues on our uh, garbage can one summer. Yeah, we got very hot. Yeah, oh yeah, you and we had diapers that weren't like our our um, who was wearing diapers at the time. Uh, me. And uh, I had a big poop issue, as you know. Sometimes I can, um, you know, not. Trust a fart. And when is this? When are we talking? Four years ago. Okay, this is during COVID. Yeah, I was around the house a lot of time and um, pooped the pants and throw it into the garbage. We weren't. You didn't wrap it up in a plastic bag, and, and we didn't solidify the the tie well. Yeah, and it was a hot summer. The next thing you knew, 
We had some maggots crawling around at the top. Fantastic. And then we had to have the garbage. That, you know, they were the companies that clean the, the cans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or you just take it and dump it in your neighbor's yard and then spray it with Lysol and hose it down. No, th- that's awesome. No, that's it, it creeped the hell out of me when I saw maggots. Yeah, I think I think the first time I've ever seen maggots was on Poltergeist. Was Poltergeist? Wasn't there like a real creepy scene with maggots crawling on like somebody's face? Maggots are gross. Yeah, some people are not grossed out by any of that stuff. I'm. I am. Uh, would you like to know the simulated matchup in EA's uh, Madden NFL 24 prediction of this Super Bowl? Wasn't there a time when this was perfect? And then, like, for a while then, that was no no more. Like, I thought for a time that it was, it was like, a perfect simulation, like, about 10 years ago. Would you like to guess what Madden has, this Madden simulation has yes. predicted as the Super Bowl? I, I'm going to say Chiefs 24, uh, Niners 17. Uh, would you guys like to guess, or have you seen this? I have not seen it. The simulation, I you think. You still play Madden, don't you, Mallor? No, but With my son? son does. Yeah. Um, I think the Madden simulator has the 49ers winning this one. No, I actually scratch that because I think Madden yes. leans more heavily towards Mahomes. So yes. I'm going to go give me the Chiefs 28 to 24 over the Niners. The Chiefs 28 24 over the Niners. Yep. Tyler? I think it has the Niners because I think it'll take the whole team into account. And I think. Real Mahomes is better than video game Mahomes. So I'll Ooh, go. How is that possible? I'll go Niners 28, Chiefs 17. Chiefs will beat the San Francisco 49ers 30 to 28. Wow. And Patrick Mahomes will be your MVP. Okay. How trustworthy is this prediction? Uh, the computer has gotten the winning team wrong. In each of the last three Super Bowls, the streak included betting against Mahomes and the Chiefs last year when they defeated the Eagles 38-35. Actually, the simulation predicted that the Eagles would crush the Chiefs 31-17. Wow. All right, so lately it's been off. because over the last There's time. a Reddit guy who's incorrectly predicted the last 16 Super Bowls. How is that possible? His pick is the Chiefs this year. Oh, no. But, but isn't it? He's bound to get one right. He's due. <laughs> or he's really hot the other way. Guys, before we go to break, I just want to remind you there's poop in your coffee. Florida, Ohio. And, and, and other stuff. Yeah. Hey, it's your friend Tom Waddle here, and I proudly drive a Hawk. The auto sales event is going on all month long at hawkauto.com. You can choose from Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, Volkswagen, and Nissan models. And a huge selection of pre-owned vehicles. Get auto show savings with 0% financing for 72 months or make no payments for 90 days. Find your next car at hawkauto.com and drive what I drive. Drive a hawk on select models with approved credit. Get ready to play the game that's sweeping the nation. Public drunkenness. Exotic animals. Dumb criminals. Random stabbings. Or maybe just some good old-fashioned debauchery. Ah. Everything's on the table. It's the Sunshine State versus the Buckeye State as we play Florida or Ohio. And as always, listeners, feel free to play along at home. Florida or Ohio, which we love, is brought to you by Finishing Chicago, and we love them as well. 
Great finishes start with contractors from FinishingChicago.com. And let's finish the week with a good one. Not somebody got pulled over and had their license revoked because they hadn't uh, they hadn't let it expire. Yes, they didn't re-up their registration. <laughs> with Come on, Tyler, bring the heat. I will give a disclaimer for this one because the people of Florida or Ohio have either been too tame yeah. or okay. no. But uh, too extreme oh, lately. Ooh. There hasn't been a, There's been a no good, middle, ground. middle ground that, that's in the playing area here. So this one's actually taking place in California. You have to guess if it's a Florida man or an Ohio man. Okay. That is doing so the destruction So you've had to here. go out of the state. We've had to outsource well, it. It's crazy. Okay. okay. Yes. I like it. I like it a lot. Man allegedly steals plane from Palo Alto Airport, then lands and abandons it in Half Moon Bay. Is that Jamaica? It's Half Moon Bay? Where's Half Moon Bay? I Half- believe it is. No, because it's a it's a small propeller plane. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that's a long way to, to fly it, but I do think there is a Half Moon Bay in Jamaica. Isn't Half Moon? Half Moon, California. Bay. Yeah, it's a city in California. Okay. Two. Yeah, yeah, Half Moon Bay, California. Yeah. But I believe there is a Half Moon Bay, Jamaica. Yes, there I've never is. been to Jamaica, by the way. Have you ever been to Jamaica? Uh, yes. Nice. Uh, you like I was Jamaica? a freshman in college, and my buddies threw me into the ocean when we got there, and my passport drifted out to sea. Uh, I believe that was Jamaica, not the Bahamas. All it right. Nice. It was nice. So he, he, he stole a plane. Stole a plane. Launched it. What do you mean launched Like it? went in the air. He took off took on the plane. He <laughs> yeah, launched. launched the plane. And some so launched the plane, some land the plane. And then he landed it. And he, well, he, took he for, ditched it. What was his name? His name was Harrison Ford. Luis Gustavo Ires. Was there, give me other, de- is there any other details um, you can give us? He ditched it on the beach near Half Moon Bay and then walked away from it. When deputies arrived, the plane was intact and unoccupied. A short time later, a man matching his description was taken into custody. So this is a, a, a Florida or Ohio resident? Correct. Now, why would a uh, Florida man go all the way to California to fly a plane? Uh, I know that's weird rationale, but my dad had his pilot's license and he was, we lived in, I'm going to go Cincinnati. Cincinnati man decided that he was going to drive to California. Like a little vacation. Hijack a plane, fly it to Half Moon Bay. Maybe he thought the Super Bowl was going to be played there. I don't know. What do you he mean? He was trying to get to the Super Bowl. He was trying to get to the oh. Super Bowl. I'm going to go against all logic, and I'm going to say uh, Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah, I don't think distance really matters because they're both a long way away yeah, from California. Yeah, but you would vacation from Ohio yeah, to California. Right. I feel like you're already somewhere nice in Florida. I, don't, I go yeah, to California. You're not going to California to vacation if you live in Florida, probably, right? I, Unless I, you're going I, to see such somebody. such weird logic, I know, when I say that out loud, but... Yeah, give me Florida. I don't think there's any logical answer here. I think that you're just... We're throwing darts. Give me Florida. It took place, or the, the resident was from Miami, Florida. Miami. What was he doing? He was celebrating Devin Hester's Hall of Fame. Uh, you are re- induction. Luis, you are ridiculous. By doing something ridiculous, yes. He took off. What'd you call it? You took off. They took he took off the, the launch. He launched. He launched the plane. All right. 
Someone said those small water planes fly from Miami to the Caribbean all the time. But again, this was this a man in California. California. This is not the Caribbean. He did not. He did not do this. It was, he does live in Miami, but he was doing this in California. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, coming up next, Aki's a list. We're going to cover a myriad of topics, including I believe I've got some new quotes from the governor on. Progress, possibly, of a new White Sox stadium uh, and the feasibility of it. So all that coming up in Aki's A-List next.